today's episode on the Troublemakers podcast, we're talking to, if you don't know her yet, you're going to, Jordan Pollard. She is a country music singer from Saskatchewan. Um, she won a Saskatchewan Country Music Association Award for Emerging Artist. And her she had an EP that debuted at number six on iTunes. And she just released a video for a song called If I Got You. I watched it. It's pretty awesome. Hi, Jordan. Did I miss anything? No, that's great. I was just going to say thank you, but I felt that it would be weird saying thank you before I even said hi. So hi. <laughs> hi. I Yeah, I did a little Google. Um, let's do backtrack. I met, air quotes, I love air quotes. Um, I met you at the event in Moose Jaw, the songwriter circle. Um, I podcasted about it already. It was it was an amazing event, I think, for me and everyone involved. How was it for you? It was amazing. Like like you said, I think um, a lot of people around here don't really know what a songwriter's round is. So I'm really happy that you went and you enjoyed it. Um, I think that when people hear songwriters rounds, they maybe think that we're the people that are performing or teaching them how to write songs, but that's not the case. Um, but we go around the circle and I was only part of one song, but I was invited to come and play a song with a writer that had written one of the songs that I've recorded. It's called Back to Us. And the writer's name is Victoria Banks. And she was up on stage with two other artists. There were supposed to be three, but she got sick and had COVID, unfortunately. But they all go up there and tell the stories behind their songs. And I was invited to come up and play this song back to us. And just like you said on your podcast, it's just such an amazing experience. I think just seeing kind of their struggles and what they've gone through within the industry and just showing like what they've made out of all of the hardships that they've gone through. And that's just super inspiring, especially coming out of the pandemic. I think we kind of need to see that and we need to hear those stories and be able to relate to one another. And that's what that event did for all of us that night. So I'm really glad you come out. So funny with that, um, I didn't want to go. I, I decided I'm funny like that. And I was like, super pumped for it because i i've been to a few songwriter circles before and i really like them um but then i was like no i don't want to go i don't want to go that's it and of course i have my wife who is like no we're doing this um i think part of it was it was like the first time we were at anything post-covid so i think the idea even of like all these people and i mean it was great and I think it took me about two minutes and I was like this is this is bigger than what's happening tonight and I know I've talked to you about it before it like it impacted and it was amazing and then even seeing like how many songs we knew without knowing like the people behind it exactly it's crazy like I said when I went up and introduced my songs I want everyone needs to download my song back to us and get as much money as these songwriters have because they're like they're the people that are making the big bucks. They're behind the songs and they don't have to sit in the spotlight. It's almost like the best the best deal that you can get in the biz. There's yeah. just write songs and just chill in like a cool hub wherever they're writing, whether it's at a publishing house or at a beautiful house that they bought. 
on a piece of <laughs> land by Nashville. I mean, I don't know, but <laughs> they but, get the the best deal. It's great. It yeah, it's I don't know. It there was a bunch of moments during the whole thing. I'll I'll pump your tires because I have been since I heard you. Um, but when you came on stage, I was like, I don't know who this is. And then you got like three lines maybe into the song. And I remember looking at my wife and being like, holy shit, this girl can sing. And, so sweet. But like, it blew me away. And it takes a lot to wow me. And I was just like, holy, like what on earth? So needless to say, I've been listening to a lot of your stuff now and I stand by the thing like you can sing oh well thank you so much that means a lot to me I mean I've been practicing a lot so I mean thank you (laughs) so what what made you want to be a country singer well you know ever since I was super super young like my mom and dad say that I was probably two like not even two when I started singing and dancing and it was mainly two Shania Twain songs that was around like 2003 was when her album Up came out and Mm -hmm. my song was Up like I was dancing as a little two-year-old girl and singing my heart out to that song and when it was two I'd also sing Man I Feel Like a Woman which probably isn't appropriate (laughs) for a two-year-old girl to sing but I loved Shania Twain and I would just like reenact her performances. And then, then Lizzie McGuire came out. So I loved Lizzie McGuire and the Lizzie McGuire movie and Hilary Duff. And she was my first concert it was the Hilary Duff concert. And I grew up just so in love with performing and reenacting performances and just being a little diva. And when Taylor Swift started coming up into the industry was like that was when the game changed because uh, she's like a fellow blondie, curly hair. She's a country gal, like from middle of nowhere, you know, like you grow up and see that she's just a young girl too. And you can do that. Where's Shania Twain? She was a bit older. Lizzie McGuire was more, or Hillary Duff was more of an actress. And right. Taylor Swift, she just had everything. And um, I remember my sister listened to her a bit, but it wasn't until my grandparents concert where taylor swift was opening up for them they had bought her cd and they ended up showing it to me i think we were at like a family reunion or something and they put it in the cd player in our camper the cd and it was her first debut self-titled album and they left it in there and i never gave it back to them i memorized it and that was that and i I started right i started performing live as soon as I could, basically, going and singing lessons, musical theater. And that's just kind of, it kind of just all rolled, like, kind of like a snowball effect. You know, you, you play at this one event and someone comes up and says, you know, I'd love to have you come play at this fundraiser, or this Christmas party. And it all kind of led me to where I am today. I like that. I, I did a podcast just recently about, like, that one thing, like, that defining moment in your life when you're like, this is what's happening or this is what I want to do. For me, it was a picture that I took on the way to my friends. I had no idea how to use my camera, but I like took a picture on a gravel road and it started the wheel. And since then it's been like cool stuff. Yeah. Right. It's, it's even funny. Like when you and I were chatting about songwriter circles and I had said like, I'd went to the one, 
um, that Ryan Langua was in. And then you knew Ryan's son. Yeah. Right? So it, it was crazy. Like, because Ryan and I grew up together. Like, in elementary school, we were, like, inseparable best friends. And now his dad and my dad are best friends. But it's crazy how everything just kind of works that way, you know? It's, it's so connected. And I, I think it's it's weird because, especially being creatives in small towns, you know, you never really realized how many people truly are into art and creating. Because just because we're so spread out. And then you go mm-hmm. to the centers whether it's Nashville or Calgary or Regina, and you end up meeting all of these people that you never would have ran into in your hometown, but they're like, oh yeah, I'm from this hometown and ends up being like five minutes away from you, but you never had those events or anything to connect you to it. So it's just, it's crazy. And I've had those connections too, where this guy was married to my dad's cousin and he plays in this band that I played with however many years ago, just little things like that. It's so weird. I I love that. I love how it like just it all it everything's like connected and everything just works and it's crazy. Um like when you're traveling, like I mean when I used to be able to travel, if you had like anything Saskatchewan, if anyone had like any association to Saskatchewan, instantly there was like they would come over to you in an airport. Yeah. And be like, where are you from? I was like I guess I guess we have this like kinship. But yeah, I I super like it. What's what's coming up for Jordan Pollard? Yeah, I have you know, I'm kind of like the wheels are turning lots. I have so many ideas and not many of them end up following through, but some of them do. Um, but I do have a few songs that are coming out that I'm really excited about and I'm planning some music videos for them, which is super exciting. And also looking into shows, but I'm also kind of like, it's at that weird spot right now where everything is booked for festivals, you know, and mm-hmm. just kind of that quiet time. So I'm enjoying this time, like using this time to plan and work on my marketing strategy, like what's next. Social media is a huge thing too, like figuring out what kind of my my niche is per se, or what my trends or my style is going to be. Like, it's, it's all little things, but it all takes a lot of brainstorming and um, lots of fine details. So that's what I'm kind of working on right now. I like that. I like, um, I like with you, like how, like serious you are, but you understand like the, the professional side and the business side. And there's more to being a creative than just creating your specific thing, right? Like for you, there's way more to it than singing you know well yeah and that's like exactly what you were saying about with photography too like you can't just take a picture and have something happen you know you have to take a picture and post it on social media take a picture and go to different conferences and sell your art at museums you know different things like that or whatever it may be i'm not quite sure how how that realm works but or, or i'm still i'm still learning yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is there's no rule book that tells you what you have to do. And I think that's that's exciting. Like that's daunting at, at some point, but it's also exciting because you get to kind of come up with your own ideas and be creative. And I saw this one, this one quote and it was um, originality. 
Yes. Okay. So this quote is, originality can only arise when you are connected to yourself. It is an act of honesty. And I, like I thought, that. right? Like, and it's so crazy in this industry. Like, we're so quick to, like, judge people on, like, I don't know, like, especially in music because it's charts and, like, it's not just simply about your art. It's all about who you know. And mm-hmm. it, so you end up comparing yourself to a lot of people. And I do it so much as well. But I think just seeing this and, and if people have different opportunity to opportunities arise that maybe you haven't gotten yet or something that you're striving towards, but they did it and they're going on their own path. It's all out of their own sincerity and through their originality that it comes from. Like, it's not, I don't know. It just kind of gives you a different perspective on things and it helps with such a competitive industry. Mm, for, I, yeah, I like for, cause you know, I kind of took like a step back from photography. Um, but my path was different. Like when I started photography, I did like everyone does. And it's like, I'm going to shoot families. I'm going to shoot weddings. And it kind of didn't, it didn't resonate with me. Mm -hmm. So I started focusing more on like social media and not looking at like my market being my vicinity, but like the world is my market now. Yeah. Right. So, but then it's, it's all numbers, you know, you're monitoring your analytics and you're looking at this and you're looking at this. And I mean, I've learned a lot about marketing, but that's, you know, it's not why I started. And yes, I, I, yeah. I remember talking to another photographer um, and like I was saying, or sorry, they had said to me, they're like, you're always so busy with like meetings now. And I was like, I know if anyone would have told me when I started photography that 90% of my time would be consumed with meetings and like marketing strategies, I would have not believed them. Yeah. But I mean, when I was focused more just on creating for social media, I was maybe only doing four or five shoots a month. And that was it. And because it's like all meetings and editing, like it would just take so much time. It it was more like uh, it was meetings on like licensing and usage and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of like working with companies a lot of time, they're like, we want this, 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 this. So there's no real creative end to it. And I, I mean, I'm never going to complain about the photography avenue I took. I've had some pretty awesome adventures but it it kind of made me step back and just be like you know I got into this because I really like capturing moments and now that's not even what I do yeah I you know I know that this is gonna hit the internet this day and it's what needs to be made so it's it was instead of it was I felt like being like a like a painter who just switched to doing commission paint by numbers yeah and I was like, not a, not, not for this guy. That's, but that's yeah, exactly, that's exactly how like commercial radio is. It's like they have a mold kind of like coloring. It's exactly like coloring in by numbers. Like you have to do this chord progression, this and finish the chorus by one minute. And that's considered 
a commercial song that will do well at radio. I watched a YouTube video and it was, I like country music. I like all music. Um, But this guy took, it was, I call it like bro country. Yeah. So he took, and it was like when bro country was in the heyday. And he took like the top five songs that year and tracked them together. And you actually couldn't tell the difference. They all flowed exactly the same into each other. It's so crazy. And like I'm right country pop. And it's it's mm-hmm. pretty authentic, I think, because I, th- I think like I write whatever I want to write. But in the sense that I've listened to that music, like I've listened to Kelsey Ballerini, Taylor Swift, and they're all commercial writers. But mm-hmm. you sh- we shouldn't you shouldn't be expected to do that. And it's so true, like bro country, not necessarily just bro <laughs> country, but commercial country in general. Right. Like, where's the diversity here? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's crazy. It's you and I were kind of chit-chatting before we started recording. And it's it's crazy how like an industry, like marketing business people, can determine and like shape and mold something that's creative. Yeah. You know, like I know for photography, um, a couple years ago the trend was like everything was orange and teal. So if you wanted to like make something on the internet that like Facebook would, or sorry, Instagram would go crazy over, you just really made it like teal and orange. Yeah. But I don't have any friends that are Oompa Loompas. You know, I don't want them to be orange and the sky's not really teal. I like teal as a color. I wear it lots. But yeah, it was. But I mean, if you wanted something that was going to help pay your bills, this is what you did. Yeah, and that's so weird to me because it's, I don't. It's like you can't do anything just because you want to. You know, it's just mm-hmm. like I don't know. I don't know how to even explain it, but it's just it's there's a structure exactly like how you say it's a mold. We shouldn't have to with a business that's based on creative. It shouldn't just be ninety five percent business. It should be ninety five percent creative, and then the five percent business or more business because that's our world. But yeah. I oh I'll give you a random Lloyd Lloyd Minster's your town right yes yes so here's a random fact about Leshell you probably didn't know um previous to being a photographer I worked oil rigs for like almost two decades I worked in Lloyd Minster lots of people work at the rigs here I mean everywhere in Alberta and Saskatchewan but yeah true highly centralized here that and my godmother lives in Lloydminster. Ooh. Mm-hmm. i'd never been there until i got sent there for work and i was like it's kind of a strange little town it is it is kind of strange like i've lived here my whole life but i honestly just started realizing how messed it kind of is and it's kind of scary i think every city is scary nowadays but mm-hmm. i'm just now realizing how scary it actually is it's i think what I found from Lloyd Minster, and obviously this was a long time ago, like when you were talking about 2003, I was already like done high school, working rigs, and you're like, you're just just a youngin. It's a baby. But when I started, um, I noticed a theme in towns that were like, like the Lloyd Minsters, the Red Deers, the Grand Prairies, where there's a lot of oil and gas. There's a different identity. 
in cities like that where mm-hmm. a lot of your people are transient. That's so true. And it's very um, materialistic almost. Oh, 100%. Like, you know, people are nice, but there's, yeah, it's like the biggest, who has the biggest house, who has the nicest car. Mm-hmm. But I feel like a lot of places are like that. I just really don't know. But my personal consensus, that's that's what I see. I I agree. I remember we were in, um, maybe it was Estevan, Saskatchewan. And there was a kid, and he was young. He was, like, 17. And it's when everyone, like, when you had a Hummer, you were, like, the king. Mm-hmm. And he was complaining that his dad bought him this ginormous Hummer. He was still in high school. That his dad oh. bought him this ginormous Hummer, um, and it was the wrong color. So he got his dad to get the the Hummer and his like hundred thousand dollar wakeboard boat custom painted so that they matched. Oh my gosh, that's just I'm so like, extra. I'm like, I'm a poor kid from Southwest Saskatchewan. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if we spent that kind of money, we were like buying a tractor yeah well that's true like buying something that's actually gonna help you make some more money that's typically mm-hmm. what a lot of people do yeah it's 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 a different world that's different for sure. strokes for different folks i i know it is a different world like I, I just think about what it would have been like when my parents were my age and like even going out to live music events has changed so much i mm-hmm. wish that i could have been in like this stage of my prime and going to concerts and live music events and going to dingy bars that had bands playing every single night. Like that would just be so much fun. And the booze wasn't $10. That's true. Right. Um, I remember, so I've been to like some, I told you I'm kind of like a music dude. Mm -hmm. Um, I there used to be a bar in St. Louis, Missouri. So St. Louis is a cool town. There's a lot that happens in St. Louis. But I remember going to this bar called Blueberry Hill and it was like a blues bar. Um and there was a guy performing and he was old and he was super drunk and everyone was just like into it. I of course had no idea. I don't know blues. Yeah. Um but it turned out to be like this super famous blues player. Like I, do, it wasn't Chuck Berry, but it was like of that caliber. Oh wow, that's crazy! Like, yeah, I had a few music ones. I remember being at a karaoke night. Um, St. Louis has a place called University City, and it's talked about quite a bit. Um, but it was when like Nelly and all of those guys were just becoming famous. Yeah. So we were at a karaoke night and Nelly and oh, I can't remember. He, he's a little guy, but he was like one of the lunatics. There was three of them and they got up and started freestyling at this karaoke bar. That's so cool. I was like, this is cool. You know, for a music guy, it's like, this is pretty awesome because it wasn't their song or anything. It was someone else's yeah. song. But yeah, I... I'm glad that I've got to like experience that kind of music stuff because it it mm-hmm. sticks with you. Right. And I just don't feel like we and I think that's what makes moments like the songwriters round so special nowadays is because we don't get it as much. 
And maybe it could be the pandemic that kind of set it back. But I feel even before the pandemic, like things like people just don't have like maybe they're just not as open to it because they have their work and their jobs and their phones and their families, you know, but like, Mm -hmm. I just think that music connects us all and, and we should keep going to live music events because if we don't have music, like what do we have? Exactly. You know, you're, you're, you're preaching to the choir on here. (laughs) (laughs) I, we always, not always, my wife and I get into like some pretty bizarre conversations um, but my wife is like a makeup artist and a bunch of things. Um, so we played the game one day where it's like, if you had to lose one sense, what would it be? And for me, it was losing my hearing. If I didn't have music, knowing what music is and like how it affects me, that would be the worst thing ever. Right. Which is weird because I focus on making visuals. I, 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 well, and I don't even know what I would say because I like hearing, yes, and then but singing, so I couldn't be. But then blind, could you imagine being blind? Like, oh my gosh. See, I would be fine being blind, I think. Like, I mean, if I had to pick, yeah. Um, but I would have to be able to hear, I would have to have like music in my life. I'll see if I can find it, I'll send it to you. Like, the amount of hours that music stays at my house. Because it's like we get up in the morning and just music plays in the background all day, every day. But that's how I was raised. Like my grandma would get up and she would turn on CBC radio. And it played in every vehicle, all the garages, all the shops, everything all day long. And then it got turned off at bedtime. So, yeah, going to quiet houses is weird for me. My house is quiet right now. Mine's quiet, surprisingly, because my dogs are sleeping. Oh, how many dogs Enough. do you have? <laughs> Four dogs and two cats. Oh, that's awesome. I have two dogs and then a few farm cats that run around. Mm, see, we live in the city. so <laughs> yeah, we That's always, okay. We have four dogs and two cats and a thousand square feet. And my house is like so calm right now. You can hear the air conditioner turn on outside. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's the the pet thing that's a conversation for another day we started (laughs) doing some we do fostering for a rescue oh okay that's awesome and yeah it's it kind of it it added a lot of substance to our world and we ended up keeping three and i think we fostered like maybe six or seven this year that's so cool i love that they're they're actually in the process right now i'm doing like a summer basket raffle and what was cool to me is i got to like utilize my network of friends that i built over the internet Mm -hmm. um to like donate things and support things and it was it was kind of like awe-inspiring when almost everyone i talked to was just like of course we're in if it's important to you, it's important to us. Like, how can we help? That's so cool. I was like, that's such a great community. And it's not like just photographers. There's like clothing companies and barbecuers. Barbecuers? Oh, yeah. Like grillers. Oh. I'm, I'm moving into like, I want to be a griller. I want to be like a barbecue legend. But honestly, some of the like sweetest people ever. 
mo- the most genuine, the, you know, we're friends and we help friends. I've never met you. You live, you know, in a different country, but we're friends. So how That's can so I help? Cool. So That's so awesome. We need more um, people like that. I feel like lots of people are like that, but they're just scared to reach out in this world. Uh, yeah. Random fact. Um, there's a singer guy, uh, Tim Montana. Okay. He's also a griller. Oh. He's like sponsored by Traeger. That's so It's cool. bizarre. Yeah, it's it's a crazy thing. And most people worry about getting like in shape for summer. Um, since I've be- decided I'm becoming a griller, I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit 400 pounds before the <laughs> end of July. Because we're making like ribs and briskets and yeah, a zillion so things. But I think what I like about it is creating. Yeah. Right? It's something I never thought I would be interested in. I and like you eating. Can also- do it while like visiting and so you know like it's a social activity invite some people over mm-hmm. start grilling that's that's kind of what we're shooting for this year so yeah that's that's something else that's on the docket of the life of last I, I support you 100 percent. well if you're, you're if you're ever in the area oh we have I've a deck here. that is perfect and we have a sign that says it's, our deck is made for grilling and chilling Ooh, okay. Well, maybe I'll have to. So the invitation is there. Bring my guitar and sing for some some barbecue. Don't they have a thing? A sing? Oh, sing for your supper. Yeah, we're yeah, in. That's, it's a yeah, deal. Perfect. It's a deal. We'll do it. Okay. Thank you a zillion for your time and being part of this. We'll have to do it again. I would love that. Thank you so much for chatting. This was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. And I will give you a heads up now that you've opened Pandora's box about me sending you music. Be advised that I will send music randomly all the time. Do it. I love getting new song recommendations. It's Deal. the best thing ever. So just send send it over. All right. Thank great. you so much, Jordan.